Hello and welcome to the Christ Fellowship Weekly Podcast. At Christ Fellowship, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and His purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit ChristFellowship.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from Lead Pastor Jamie Miller. Okay, how's everybody doing? It's good to worship, man. Ah, I just love, love worshiping. That's so much my heart and uh, want to... uh, I want to thank everyone. We're finishing the series we've called The Beautiful Exchange today, and I want to thank everyone who has preached during this series. For the last eight years or so, I have, at the beginning of the summer, kind of pulled back a little bit on the preaching, still doing other stuff, but it just gives me some, uh, gives me some air in, in the midst of, uh, you know, it just, it's good to pull back and, and I, I'm ready to preach today. So, but uh, I just want to thank all. Man, I, I I don't know if I can remember every single person, but man, we had a great series and just different people from the church preaching. I had some, even some people visiting that that had never heard me preach. They said they were looking forward to hearing me preach. They thought I might be good because some of these other people were so good. So, <laughs> praise the Lord. Thank you, Lindy. I know Lindy preached and Jason Cox and I, I can't remember. I'll get in trouble. But thanks everybody. Okay, so I'm trying to just. You know, uh, we still have a bunch of people out. I'm just want to. I'm going to go ahead and do a little blurb on this, but uh, we've got a bunch of people out, and when everybody comes back from Christ, uh, Christmas vacation, when everybody comes back from, it's hot out. It's unbelievably humid out there too. I might add, but uh, when everybody comes back, the second service is going to get crazy, and then we'll have about 70 college students coming back as well. And so I'm just putting out a little feeler out there, maybe even a, the possibility of somebody that might like to go from second service to first service as missionaries. <laughs> missionaries to the first service. And uh, we've just got a little more room in there and definitely going to, when everybody gets back, definitely going to have a little more room in there. And our goal is that we would be able to go uh, just a little further down the road before we have to do uh, three services. So that's, that's kind of what we're thinking and want to just really consi- give some consideration to that, if you would. And uh, thanks for doing that. No big pressure, but um, both are great. And uh, you, I mean, you could do like brunch with friends, you know, get a, get a late morning tea time or something. You know, I mean, there's something you could do. I don't know. Or you could serve in second service. Thank you. Serve in second service is what you could do. That'd be awesome. Okay. Galatians chapter two, verse 20. Galatians 2, verse 20. Great verse. Wanna, this is a life verse. I hope for more and more of us here. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. Amen. So we are finishing up this series. We've called it The Beautiful Exchange. And I'm calling even this message that, the beautiful exchange. And if you remember, basically it's the beautiful exchange is living by the life of another. That's the way one of my mentors, a guy named John Brown, used to say, we live by the life of another. That's what Jesus did, and that's what he calls us to do, to live by the life of another. And if you remember, way back when we started this series in Galatians, you know, what's going on in Galatians? It's not just about how to get to heaven when you die. He's writing a letter. He does include the gospel. 
but he's writing to a specific situation where he's got some people that are pulling back from each other at the dinner table. They're not eating because they don't have the same background. They're not eating together. And it's a big deal. People can do that for different reasons even still. Different nationalities, different religions, different things like that. And he's saying, what you've got in Jesus Christ, if you don't sit down at the table, that's how practical this is. If you're not willing to sit down at the table, you've missed the whole thing of the gospel. It's like another gospel if you think you can't sit down with your brother or sister in Christ. So it's a big deal. He's really bringing a strong word, brings a word. Remember, he talks about, I rebuke Peter to his face. Peter's like, you know, big deal. It's a big deal. And uh, so, so he goes through the letter and he says, hey, don't go back to trying to, you know, you, you started this journey with the Spirit, walking by faith. Don't go back to trying to claw your way up into, you know, getting back on the performance wheel. That's like a wheel. That's yeah, working. And um, so don't, don't do that. Live by the Spirit. Live by faith. And at the end of the letter, there in Galatians chapter 5, he gets to the fruit of the Spirit. And that's what this looks like. Living this life out is what we've been talking about. Love. It looks like love being manifested in our lives. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. All of these different things. All, some of those we really like to pray for, right? Lord, bring the love. Just, Lord, bring the joy. Lord, bring the peace. Yeah. Lord, bring the patience. Not as much, right? Lord, bring the self-control. Those are hard ones, right? But that's all, all of those different things are what it looks like. And we've heard, so, I, man, I heard some great creative messages down through the, down through this series. And I just, there's so many that stand out to me about love and the community, fighting for joy, you know, walking in peace, all of these different things. One of the ones that that's just in, in the, my head right now, I saw Jason in first service who had preached, and he just brought a great word, just really uh, encouraging. And he was talking about kindness. He said, God's kindness is always pursuing us. He's always pursuing us. And like a good father, I'm just going to use Randy as an example, like a good father, he, who, when his children get off, he grabs them by the hands and looks them right in the eye and then talks to the, that's what a good father does. And that's what the father does with us. That's what Jesus modeled. And, and Jason had that word. I, I had never seen that. He goes, there's only two charcoal fires in the Bible. One is when, when Peter denied the Lord. And the other one was when Jesus reinstated Peter. Isn't that awesome? I, I, just, I was like, whoa, that's good. I was working out. I was probably yelling and stuff at the same time. Ah! But I, I did stop to listen. I was like, that is awesome. I'm kidding about the yelling part. Just I feel really at home being back up here. And uh, told Kim, I was like, I think it's like riding a bike after first service. I don't know that I got all the way going, but I'm, I'm trying to get going better. So, um, you know, one thing that uh, about, we're talking about the, the beautiful exchange. One thing about it, is that it's a journey, okay? There's a place in time where you start the journey with Jesus, you know, it starts with faith, and we start responding to Him in obedience, baptism, and walking as disciples. But it's a journey, and it just keeps on being a journey. It doesn't stop being a journey. It's still a journey at where I'm at. And I just, you know, I, you, 
you can go a few days and just everything's awesome, and then you can just blow yourself away with, I can't believe I had that thought or did that thing or whatever. And we need God still all along the way. We need to sing songs like we just sang, God with us and God for us. We need that. I need that reinforcement over and over. And so basically what you've got here, the beautiful exchange, it's, it's the gospel. It's the gospel about God that we learn about from the scriptures, where we see the ultimate revealing of God revealing himself to us in Jesus, who reveals Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in relationship together. And there's not a, there's not a deeper revelation than anybody can have than how God has revealed himself to us in Jesus Christ. And we see the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and them creating us in love. And even though the fall happened, Jesus coming to make things right, to take us from the pit and bring us right into His very life, out of darkness and into light. And it's such good news. I came across a little video this past week on the gospel. And I, it just it hits some of the things. I like it because it's the way I say it a lot of times. But let's, let's look at this. I think this will encourage you. It's called three, two, one. I'm just, uh, I, I love hearing the story, and I, I love to, uh, even what he did there, just you start with Jesus. You don't start with us, you start with Jesus. And Jesus reveals who God is and his love and what God's doing, what God is about, and then we get in on that, and God redeems us out of the pit and brokenness, and may we never, ever grow cold to what God has done in and through us. It's It's awesome. Man, I mean, I'm just like, again today, just blown away. I'm just so thankful. It's, it's a journey. It really is. It's a, it does have a starting place, but it's a journey that continues. Sometimes it's dramatic along the way, but it's a journey that continues day in and day out, and it's by faith. That's how we walk this thing out. Faith. We, we just keep believing, keep trusting, you know, and God keeps leading us into all different kinds of ways of responding to Him. But it is a journey that's by faith. And Galatians chapter 5, verse 6, Paul's talking about this freedom that we have now in Christ. And he says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. It's not that stuff. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. And so faith expressing itself through love. We're receiving love. We're sharing that love. We're receiving grace. We're sharing that grace. And we're walking this thing out by faith. And you don't ever, ever like get to the place where you stop that. And you just keep growing. It's further in, higher up. Going deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's kind of what this message is about as I'm wrapping this thing up today on the beautiful exchange. If I'm going to put it in one sentence, it's this. God is calling us to a life of faith in order to grow in our experience of the beautiful exchange. And the beautiful exchange is just a great way of saying what God has done for you. You saw it on the picture on, on the screen up there. We give our sin and selfishness and we get the life of Jesus. I mean, it's, it's great. It's, a, it's great. I mean, we give up the pit and dark places and we get to come into his courts and worship and be with him and walk in life and light and love and grace and goodness and peace and joy and hope. It's, it's hope. It's like, it's good news. And, you know, until Kim and I were talking this morning, you know, until the good news is so good, God is so good that until like his love seems like it's too much and it's for too many people, until you've gone there, you probably haven't still gotten it yet. 
It's just be- it's that it's people like me, broken, a mess, and it's people just like us that God comes and redeems and loves on, and it's it's just. I'm going to say some other stuff, but I think that's a good thing to say, to encourage you that it's way better than what you think. And don't don't grow tired or weary in the journey, but encourage each other. That's why we come together like this and worship and press into God. So faith is how we do this. Faith is how we walk this thing out. Faith is how we live and grow, number one, in the love of the Father. So I'm going to hit Father, Son, Holy Spirit here just for a minute. In the love of the Father. So the problem is I don't understand the love of God as I should. I don't understand the Father's heart because in the fall, I'm, I'm living in darkness until Jesus Christ, the light of the world, comes and shows me what God's heart is actually like. I don't, I don't see it. I can't conceive it. I can't go, God, and then come up with enough good things to say about Him in all of my philosophical meanderings. That's not how it works. You look to Jesus, and He unveils what the Father's heart is really like. And I probably need someone... I I know you guys, if you've been around a while, you're like, I've heard you say that about a thousand times. But I need somebody to say it to me. And I need to hear me say it. Because that's what His love is like. It's so much more. It's so much better than what we uh, just can comprehend. The Father's heart in eternity past set this whole thing in motion. I love you, Son. I love you, Holy Spirit. And let's, let's create out of this. Let's do something. Let's create out of the fullness of our love. Not because we need something, but out of the fullness of this love, let's create. And He made us. To be in that circle of love. And, you know, it's just a powerful, we've got to, in Jesus is how we overcome this darkened view of God where we take our brokenness and our pain and, and we dip it down into the toxic paint bucket of our stuff and then go, God, you're like that. And that's not what God's like. He looks like Jesus. He looks like self-sacrificing, agape, other-centered love. And this love is for everyone. It's for everyone here. And sometimes it's easier to, to, to get this. These are my brothers and sisters. This is Christ Fellowship. This is our church. This is the church life that we live together. But sometimes it's harder for us to understand that it's for everybody out there too. And maybe, maybe you need the revelation you need is that it's for everybody here. Communities like that sometimes, right? I mean, just we got to keep turning toward each other, and then we get sent out to love others out there. But it's for everyone there. It's every, everyone in this city. Red, yellow, black, white, precious in the sight of God, right? Is that, song, that song's not PC anymore, is it? It's not, okay. <laughs> used to be a song we sang. Can't, can't say anymore. But everyone's precious in the sight of God, right? Everyone's precious. And in this city, we love our city. We want this city to be touched and transformed by the love of God. And in this nation, and in the nations, I, I was, uh, James was in first service. Uh, we, we had just been to the Far East just a couple weeks ago and got back. And I mean, I know there's different 
there's people that are different than me around the world. I've been all, all over. And, but for some reason on this trip, we were really immersed into another religious context. It was just basically everybody. And, uh, and I saw more full burkas than I've ever seen. Full, you know, just full deal. And, uh, and it was just, it was, it was a curiosity kind of thing. It was like, wow, that's really different. You know, a husband and wife walking down the street, you know, but she's got a full burqa on. You know, it's just, it was different to me. And I was, I was getting kind of just, I was getting kind of caught up in the difference thing when God just did a download on me of how much he loves everybody. It was just like, he, he loves them. You know, and I was like looping on the difference stuff. Anybody ever done that? You know, it was just, it was so out of my, I was just like way out of my world, you know, and, and, but it was a download of, again, of his love. He loves everybody. Jesus Christ died for everybody. <laughs> and the infinite love that he has for you, he has for you and he has for our, the people in our city and the, the nations of the world, you know, and it's just, it's good, man. I, um, I was there, and I. This is funny. I, I, I'm a stranger. I feel like a stranger because everybody's staring at me, like literally. Ever just and part of it is I'm tall, lanky, obviously a foreigner, and you know everybody comes up to my shoulders or whatever. We go into the night market one night, and I've got on a red Nike golf shirt, which probably highlighted my. Astronautish, you know, kind of presence in the night market. And I'm walking in, I'm walking in, and a guy says, Welcome to, and says, Our, our country, welcome to my country, welcome. You know, and I was like, Thanks, that, that's really nice. You know, I, but I also thought how non PC, like here, like somebody's different from us, and you, welcome to America. <laughs> We're glad you're here. You just couldn't, you couldn't do that, but it made me feel special. Love. We're all different, but we're loved by the Father's love, right? Okay, Jamie, move on. Second point. Second point. Faith is how we live and grow, not only in the love of the Father, but in the identity of the Son. In the identity of the Son. He wants, God wants to give us a new identity. And, and the way this works with God is God has an identity. The circle of love from all eternity. And God acts out of his identity. His actions, track with me here, his actions flow out of who he is. It's not the other way around. He's not doing something in order to become something. He is something and he acts out of that. That's creation, love, us, redemption, reconciliation, flowing out of who God is in his identity. And he wants us to be formed and shaped and to act in the same way. So, he has given us His life in the Lord, in Jesus, and in the power of the Holy Spirit, and He wants us to be shaped with our identity in Christ. So our identity is in Christ, and we act out of that identity. We don't act in order to one day become who we are. Does that make sense? If you, do, if you get them reversed, it's a ditch, and you'll end up on the performance wheel trying to think one day, maybe if I can just get this one sin figured out in my life, if I can get this one thing done, then maybe, maybe, but it doesn't work that way. 
What He's done, only He can do. You know, what He's done while we were enemies and could do nothing is what God has done for us in Jesus Christ, reconciling the world to Himself in Him. Just preaching the good news, man. I mean, if you go to like one of those uh, websites, uh, Bible Gateway or something where they have a concordance or maybe you have one on your computer or phone or something, and you do a search for in Christ, in Christ, it's not exclusively, but a lot of those passages are about our identity. They'll say who we are in Christ. And it's just a, it's a great way to meditate. Like, how do I figure out my identity? How do I? You've got to spend time on it. You, you know, so it's the truth. It's the indicative. But the imperative is you need to spend some time thinking about that so that you can act out of that. Does that make sense? So this is truth. This is reality. And I spend time meditating on that so that I can live out of who I am. You know? And so I, I just grabbed a handful of... of uh, these are not my sermon notes that I'm going to be preaching through this morning. But I, these are sitting on my desk in a little book thing right in front where I do my time with the Lord each morning, where I spend time with Jesus morning after morning. And I've got... Things like this and prayer books and stuff. And just these are go-to things that I do. Um, like uh, one of them is uh, I've been using recently is Neil Anderson. And it's in your notes on the app. And it'll be online if you want to pull that down. But Neil Anderson's Who, who I Am in Christ. Just this, these, it, we've used this stuff for years. And it's just great Bible verses to meditate on, to think about who am I? Who, who, what's my identity? I'm secure. I'm significant in the Lord. I'm accepted by the Lord. All these different Bible verses. You can spend time on that on the app. Well, one I was using this morning had the music turned up way too loud. That Josh Baldwin song we sang, get your hopes up, let your faith arise. Right, just like you can't be frumpy and listen to that song. <laughs> it's going to be a bad day. Christ before me, Christ behind me. And so I've got that thing cranked up in there, and I'm, I'm saying these, these being statements. You are Jamie. Sorry. Jamie, you are God's beloved child. You are Christ's dear friend. All these are, have Bible verses attached to them. You are free from condemnation. You are united with Christ, one spirit with Christ. You are a member of Christ's body, the temple of God, filled with the fullness of God. I, I'm literally saying this, hearing my mouth say it. You know why I'm doing this right now? Because we all need practical, we need handles. We, we, we need like, what, what do you do? How do you do that? Okay, that's, I'm doing one way. Sometimes I don't always turn the music up. I didn't want to hear her to hear me on the other side of the house, but I turn the music up real loud. I'm worship, partly worshiping and I'm partly doing this. So I'm, Jamie, you are bathed with wisdom and understanding, the recipient of an eternally rich inheritance in God. You possess the mind of Christ. You are uh, inseparable from God's love. Who needs to hear that? You're inseparable from God's love. Nothing can separate you. Romans 8. Um, you, you are one who will never be abandoned. I could go on. The list just goes on and on. And then thinking. 
So it goes from being who I, who I am in my being to thinking. I'm no longer conformed to the pattern of this world. I'm being transformed by the renewing of my mind. Lord, renew my mind again this morning. I'm coming against strongholds, reasonings, pretentious images that stand against the knowledge of God. We take every thought captive for Christ. Okay, so see, that's who I am. And I'm, now I'm talking about my thinking, the way I think, my mind being renewed. And then I'm ready for some actions, doing I will not let sin have dominion over me. I will put off the old self. I will not indulge in sexual immorality. You can just keep going on down this list. You know, on the old self, let me just say this. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, 20 uh, and following talks about putting on the new, taking off the old. And when I was in New York City about a month and a half ago for the seminar up there, I was at New Life Fellowship, which is, uh, some of us have read Pete Scazzaro's book on the emotionally healthy church. It was great being there. 75 nations in the church. 75 nations in Queens. It was just, and the worship was incredible. We were, we, James and I were, uh, no, I wasn't with James, it was somebody else. Uh, sorry. Uh, students. Um, but, uh, but we're there, and the guy starts talking about, he's talking about putting off the old. And he said, it's not like you take a jacket off when you put off your old life. It's not just, do, 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 it's that, that easy. He said, it's more like getting a tattoo removed. Okay, so a t- getting tattoos removed is a process. It takes about 10 trips if you've really got the stuff in there good. So you, it involves lasers. It, there's cost. There's pain. There's time. And that's kind of like, putting off the old life. It's more like getting a tattoo removed because you have to keep, you, you can't just lay this thing down. You've got to, we're getting that thing out of there. I want that thing all the way out of there. I'm going to consistently keep coming back with endurance. I'm not going to let that thing stay in my life any longer. Okay, so uh, that was a tangent, I think. But the identity piece, that's what we're talking about here is identity. Practically, it means meditating on who I am, praying it just getting saturated in, in identity. Okay. So that, that's a, that's a journey of faith. I'm not, it's, um, let me just say it like this too. When I'm up praying and I'm doing that kind of stuff, it's not like I'm checking off a list of things. I'm not like, okay, I got that done. It's not like that. It's like, I'm a mess without time with Jesus. I'm a mess without calibrating my heart and life and mind to the Lord and who I am in the Lord. Does that make sense? The last piece, number three, it's faith is how we live and grow in the life of the Spirit. And this is where I really want to land this thing today. Um, you know, so in the Spirit, that's where Paul ends up with this. This is what this thing is going to look like. It's a life that you live in the Spirit. And there's all these dynamics to it. The Father initiated this whole thing in eternity past. The Son made salvation real for us in time, in space, and in history. And the Holy Spirit makes it real for us in our own experience of God. This is when, boom, it hits us. And we're like, Jesus Christ is Lord. You don't say that without the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ, you died for my sins. Jesus Christ, you are the Lord of my life. So the Holy Spirit comes and pow, you know, he makes these things real. He is how we are wooed and respond and empowered and participate in the life of God. Hey, hey, that's a good spot. And uh, again, if you're visiting, it's a continual ongoing journey of we're all learning how to do this together, and, but feel free to talk to me. I just finished a 
few weeks ago a book on the uh, theology of the Holy Spirit. And the book was called Flame of Love. <laughs> Flame of Love. Okay. It was a bit of a corrective for me. Honestly, I, I, I was reading this and I said, you know, I need to see this more clearly. I need, to, I need to acknowledge more distinctly what the Holy Spirit is doing in my life and not just be, I need to be more specific. And so, you know, some of the sections in this book just really helped me to, to see that the Holy Spirit's work in creation hovering over the waters and all the beauty of creation that points to this unbelievably beautiful picture of who God is. I mean, part of us getting cold in our faith or people not believing in who God is, how He's revealed Himself in Jesus Christ, part of that is not making much of what God's done in creation. The Spirit is work at creation. The Spirit's at work in revealing every step along the way in Jesus' life. Think about it. The birth, Holy Spirit, right? The baptism, from the video, Holy Spirit. The miracles, Holy Spirit power. Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit. I praise you when the 70 return and all these things have happened. I praise you, Father, that you've hidden these from the wise and learned, but you've revealed them to little children. Isn't that great? You know, so in, in his death, giving him grace to say yes, even though his earthly will was no, his divine will and empowered by the Holy Spirit is yes, Father, yes to your will. And then the, the resurrection itself, we, Paul says in Ephesians 1, that we have the same power in us, is working in us, that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. That same power is at work in us. It's like, man, that's incredible. So it's, it's in Jesus' coming, Jesus' life, Jesus' death, Jesus' resurrection, Jesus' ascension, Jesus pouring out the Spirit on us. We don't exist here apart from the work of the Spirit of God. That's who the church is. That's how the church starts. And that's how we come together. We're not just like, hey, this is something good to be doing. We're, we're compelled. We're empowered. We're motivated. We're led. We're spoken to by. We're uh, just motivated by the Holy Spirit. And that's, that's really awesome, man. I just, I, 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 part of the, the tweak for me here was to feel like, just to say, I need to say this more clearly to you guys. I need to say it more clearly. You know, he, the Spirit leads us into truth, reveals what is from the Father and from the Son and makes it known to us. The Spirit leads us into union with God, union with the Lord Jesus, so that more and more this exchange thing that we're talking about really happens, that our life is exchanged for His, our sin and darkness for His life and light and goodness. Uh, I had a teacher a number of years ago named Gary Detto, and I just came across something he had written, and uh, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, and he says, in over 100 mentions of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, the Spirit's ministry is directly connected to our responses to God, to Christ, and to God's Word. The Holy Spirit reveals, teaches, enables us to hear, to speak, and proclaim, to love and obey, to pray, worship, love, minister, rejoice, to confess Jesus as Lord, and to confess Jesus has come in the flesh. Wow. He also leads, sends, guides, sanctifies, unifies, and harmonizes the body of Christ. 
He gives gifts of ministry and fruits of Christ-like character to the members of the body of Christ. In some, He gives us new life in Christ so that we live in the Spirit. Amen. And, and again, I'm just, I'm just hitting this, trying to be clear that that's what we have here. It's, it's not, wow, we got everything nailed down on our doctrine. And man, it's, just, it's better than everybody else's. Or we're really more right than everybody. It, that's not it. It's our eyes are on Jesus. And we've been touched, marked, given an inheritance, filled with, empowered, and emboldened so that we love Jesus. But it happens by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen is right. So the bottom line, I'm wrapping this up. This beautiful life, it's joining with the life of God. This beautiful exchange is joining with the life of God. It's a journey of faith where we look to the Father, we look to the Son, we look to the Holy Spirit, and we orient relationships. We orient our life, our friends, our family. We orient our jobs. We orient uh, just time that we're, when we're laughing together or working together, we orient life to this life. Does that make sense? So we orient our time. We orient our finances and our money. You know, we, just what we value. I mean, time and money, that's, that, that, we orient life to this way of living where we, something has happened in us that's so incredible that, that we, we just we can't live. For to me, to live is Christ. It's just, it's just, we can't, everything that we do, whether it's city government or accounting, the friendly skies, <laughs> look people's jobs, just everything's ordered to him. When we started the series, uh, I shared a story about Hudson Taylor and Hudson Taylor was already doing great things for God. He's a missionary to China in the 1800s, but he was burning out and he got to the end of himself and he had this experience with God where he called it the exchanged life. He said, I gave up, I finally gave up my life and I received a, just the, the life of the Lord in a fresh new way. And that's where we got the name for the series, the, the exchange, the beautiful exchange. And, you know, the interesting thing was, Hudson Taylor gave up a lot, but at the end of his life, you know what he said? He said, I never made a sacrifice. I mean, and he gave up a lot along the way. But that's the way it is. It, maybe it, there's different points where it seems like, man, I don't know if I can do this. I feel like I'm on the rack. I feel like I'm on the cross. I'm hurting right now. I'm suffering. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when everything's said and done, what we've been given so far exceeds what we go through. It's just the best news in the world. It is the best news in the world. It is what God has done for us in Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. It's called the beautiful exchange. You guys stand up. Amen. So, if I could get the worship team and the ministry team to come up. We're going to just spend... Spend a minute here just responding to God. We do this at the end. Of, we'll take five minutes. We do this at the end of every service. And it just gives us, if, if God's speaking something to us in our hearts, this gives us an opportunity to respond. 
And guys, this is one of those messages where, I mean, if it's like the video, if you need to respond to Jesus for the first time, there's always that invitation here. And it starts by saying yes to the Lord. Yes, Jesus, I want you to be the treasure of my life. I give you my life. I receive what you've done for me on the cross. And in your life, I respond to you. That's the starting point. And then you go on. You move through a life of trying to follow him by the power of the Holy Spirit. We, and we, sometimes it's good. Sometimes we make mistakes. And this is the journey of faith that we're living together. But today, for most of us here, I just want to say this is just an opportunity to put a stake in the ground, to say yes to the next thing God's got for us. It's a, this is a call to go deeper with the Lord. As we're finishing up the beautiful exchange, it's a call for more. It's a call for more of God in your life. And, and, and all we do, it's like, I'm in a different place than I was. I don't have it down and none of us do. But it's, it's these hundreds of little choices along the way to say, yes, God, I want you in times like this. And again, just there's a few of us here, but if you need prayer and you're saying, I, I want to press in then come get prayer. If you need help about something, prayer about something that's going on in your life, let today be a breakthrough day, a day of hope where faith and love really are breaking in. Okay, Father, we love you. Meet us here in this, these few moments. Change us. Shape us, remake us again. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hey, you guys, come. Get prayer. Go for it. Be bold. Press in. Be hungry.